Step inside the Wooniverse. Welcome to Inside the Wooniverse, Woo Squared. That's a little bit of woo times two. In these shorter episodes, you're going to hear more of me, like an audio journal, on universal topics like abundance, resilience, working with the moon, manifestation, meditation, and much, much more. Inside the So today, we have a special guest here today with us. I'm so excited. Julie Fink is in the house. Yay! <laughs> Julie? Woo! Our Woo! other producer. Welcome! And Julie is the reason why you hear seamless, seamless conversations and the best blooper reels on the planet is because of Julie. <laughs> yes, I am a story editor for Inside the Universe, and I'm very lucky to be here and Quite excited. So let's get this party started. What are we talking about today? Yeah, Connie, what are we talking about today? Well, we have been getting a lot of chat about this on Facebook, so I thought I would bring it into the Woo Squared verse. Okay. How to love money. Oh, God. Was a question. How can we love money? How can we get into the flow of love? Especially, this is a little caveat, especially when you feel like you're stuck in fear and withholding. Oh, Oh, I have so much to say about this. Take us away. Yes, because um, especially in spiritual work, certainly I had this experience with myself. People are saying, oh, you know, all spiritual work should be free. You shouldn't be charging money for it. But it's like, listen, are you going to pay all my bills? Are you going to... Because in the olden days, back in, in when we look at the Oracle at Delphi, you know, they would get all their food. All the people came with jewelry and food and they literally got everything given to them and they were taken care of. So all of the the spiritual from way back, like hundreds and thousands of years have been taken care of by their tribe, their community, et cetera. And then they served, right? Now that's not where we live right now. So, and also what they're saying, the root of all evil or money is the root of all evil. But then they said, love of money is the root of all evil. So it's like, how do you love money when you're also being told somewhere you've been conditioned that that's evil? (laughs) That's the root of evil. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd like to change that rather. How do we not be afraid of it? You know, how do we see it with more neutrality? Because I think money has become, for many of us, and it means something different for everybody, but certainly in my family, it was assumed that that was going to make me safe. So money, having money equaled safety, right? That would be money and status was safety. So um, instead of a means, like money is just energy. Money is currency. Currency is electric. It does not have any reflection on what a good person you are or even how truly prosperous you are. It means that you have access to things. There is a certain level, you know, where we have to get to a place where we love the exchange of it. But I don't know that how do we love money? You know, it's more about how do we be fearless around money. I don't know, Julie, this is a funny topic. So maybe I'll get some good ideas when you give me your idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a very pertinent topic for right now. And even though currently we're in this very odd time where you go to the grocery store and you're seeing prices double or you go to the gas station right? and I'm filling up my Ultima and it's like $80 and I can't believe it. But yeah. it, that's the circumstance we're in right now. It could be another thing a year from now. It could be another thing two years from now. It's our circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I feel like more than ever, we feel this little bit of a squeeze. Uh, Yeah. When Mm -hmm. we're going to hand over our credit cards or we're going to do these things. So what? Releasing fear. 
I think is it, right? Yeah. What is it that we can do to release this squeeze and actually love spending money right now? Or even maybe not love, but what is that sense of safety, Colette, that we can instill in our everyday so this is now now I'm understanding this a little bit better because I'm I kind of got caught in the how do we love money went well I don't know that that's a good idea because then we'll hoard it. Um so I will go back to when I first started going to Unity Church and I learned something called tithing and honestly I remember being the poorest I had ever been with no money at all and what their idea was even if you have like basically a dollar give away 10% of that dollar. Like even if you think you don't have enough and you'd see it and you would see miracles happen. It wasn't like you were buying your miracles, but it was really the concept of continuing the flow. And what I learned from that was that I needed to trust that the minute I started getting grasping, which is the fear of money. So it's really about, yeah, how do I love the fact that we have an exchange, you know, as opposed to holding on too tightly? Because that's really the problem is the hoarding, the holding on, and also the identification with having means we're better somehow. Having more means we're better than. And that is kind of the society that we've built. And we know we're in the changing process of this right now. But I think to everybody listening, you're right. It's that the squeeze and what the squeeze is, if you can imagine squeezing your hands. No, I don't want to put my credit card in there. I just want the gas. Like, oh my God, there's not going to be enough. And the challenge that immediately then we clamp down and we get very scared. So I had a lot of money fears that I had to overcome uh, when I I first got sober because my parents had lost all their money. So I was terrified. I was afraid of banks. I actually put my money, I swear to God, in envelopes in a bag. And then I I still went to the bank, but I put it in a safety deposit box instead of the bank account because I was too scared that somebody, because it was the, the bank took our house. The bank did. So I immediately went to like, banks are good, to like, oh my God, a bank took away my parents' home. And to see how like impersonal it was. So all those kind of things that we're raised with, like we we look at how our parents were with money. My parents were immigrants. They believed in hard work. You worked really hard for your money. Money doesn't grow on trees. How many times did I hear that? It doesn't grow on a tree. But the point is, is that there was the stories that we have around money need to be healed. And I think to your point, right now, that squeeze, letting it go and being generous. So I will often, if I start getting squirrely around, there's not enough and the scarcity thing will actually spend money or give to charity. When I think there's not enough, I go use it. I go, and we use the money. Like, and you don't lose the money when you use the money because you've done something good for someone else. And then all of a sudden the flow starts again. So I know by experience that money is a representation of currency and movement, and you have to keep it moving. It's harder, though, for people who can't feed themselves. So it's like there's variations. Like we're looking at, which, I I mean, I've only experienced that once in my life, and I wasn't... I never had the experience my parents had when like my mom was arrested in Germany for stealing a potato because she was starving. You know, this is in World War II. So my mom came from a place of of having literally experienced nothing. And then when we lost everything, that brought back all that stuff. So I think money in itself is such a charged subject. But I do think that we can share even if it's something tiny. And if you don't have the money share, like that's the time when you, the feeling state is so contracted, what could you do 
to help another person, even if it isn't about money, uh, then all of a sudden you start to get less contracted and that squeeze that you're talking about gets looser. And then all of a sudden you have more capacity to receive and to move it. It needs flow. It needs to keep moving. Julie, what do you have to say about that? So first of all, my grandfather used to put his money in a toaster. Oh, and we could never turn on the toaster, you know, because if we plugged it in and put it down, we'd fry the money. So he used to hide all the, like hoard his money in this toaster. And he had multiple toasters, mm-hmm. but it's like, it really is the reason why <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that. I understand this. You don't understand. I totally understand I know, this. Being and afraid to put your money in a toaster and don't turn yeah, it on. Yeah, he hated banks. And that is the depression yeah. era, the greatest generation. They went mm-hmm. through the depression era in World War II and, and it, gets passed down to us through our mother's umbilical cord. And here I am, like, it's hard for me to have a a loving relationship with money. And especially after the pandemic where, and I know I'm not the only one, but like livelihoods were lost. You know, a lot of livelihoods were affected and people lost their jobs. And it's like this spiritual resilience around money is a really important thing to talk about because... Mm-hmm. I want to spend my money. I am on the upswing, you know, like I want to spend money. And so this squeeze is so important <laughs> to talk about. And so like you always say, looking at everything as an invitation. So the pandemic and inflation that is yeah. going on right now, how is it an invitation mm-hmm. to heal our ancestral money wounds? And so this is so awesome, Colette. And I just had this little tip because I've also had to work on my money story. And the tip I have, and I believe this tip is possibly from Mind Valley, so I do want to credit them, where it's like when you spend, so literally at the, you know, when I'm using debit, credit, cash, whatever, I'll say in my mind, may this money go to help somebody and may it return back to my family. Tenfold. Tenfold. Yes, that came from Unity Church. That came from Unity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, but the beauty of that is just even saying that, it brings me into this conscious space of like, right. wow, this money is going to help somebody. I'm standing in front of someone who is in their job and we're doing this exchange and I'm in a retail space and I'm, I am, look at all the things I'm, yes. I'm helping to contribute. Like I am actually helping in some way. And I thank you, God, for this opportunity to help people and thank you for returning it back. And me puts me in a state of receiving saying, and may it come back and thank you for the opportunity to even engage oh, in this so situation. that's so great. Because I love that you brought that up. And also that Julie brought up the loving... I love the toaster. I love the toaster <laughs> That's story like an too. incredible story, yeah. The loving relationship with money. And I that's really it. Because it was like, is it love for money? No, it's the loving relationship with money. And also the compassionate relationship with money. I talk about compassionate prosperity a lot in my work. You know, about the quality of sharing, which I really did. Again, I'm going to attribute it to what I learned in Unity Church because I was very resistant. Like I was like, I, I wanted to like not give it away because I was so scared. And I didn't have have any anyway at that point. And it, I also had to redefine my identity. So there was also that whole sense of like the social shame around not having it, having had it, not having it. So I had to go through that experience as well too. And then to redefine my relationship with money. Because again, for me, it is a little bit more neutral, 
But exactly like what Connie said, I learned how to say thank you. So anytime I was scared around paying a bill, I would actually write a little prayer on the back of the check. That was back in the day where we we never paid online. There was no interact. So I would write and people would be like, thank you for that <laughs> prayer. Like, like ridiculous things, like the check. Did you send me your Bible, Colette? Because <laughs> one half is prayer, the other side is right? a, one a half check. Is a prayer. That's but I would, funny. I would just say like prayer of gratitude for you. Thank you so much for allowing me to be in this home. So I would say that was in the back of my rent check. And then when I would sign a check to the CRA, which is like IRS in the States, right? I would like say, thank you so much for allowing me to pay this tax. I actually would write that because I was, I would often feel scared and I'm like, no, I'm going to say this. And then afterwards, like I blessed the check and I blessed the people. And honestly, and then I started feeling less afraid. So for me, my relationship with money had to come. And even to this day though, Mark will say to me like, you have the weirdest relationship with money because every once in a while I'll forget (laughs) everything that I just talked about right now and go like, oh my God, Mm. you know, like how are we going to help all these people? (laughs) You know, and then I'll kind of lose my crap for like two hours and then I'll I'll come back and whatever. And he just kind of watches me and like looks, you know, rolls his eyes. It's like, okay, you know, because I know it's, I do have that. It's like a flashback from my parents and I just am more compassionate with myself around it. But really, when as soon as we feel the squeeze, make it flow and love it as it flows. Exactly. I love that you added that, Connie. <laughs> any any tip I can, I can share. I'm yeah. so happy to do it. Yeah. And I'll say something else too that I think it's an opportunity for all of us to have a little more compassion for each other too because we do live in a social system when you look at it, that's quite cruel, right? And, you know, people are losing their jobs, et cetera, like throughout the pandemic, and then other people were doing really well. So it's an opportunity for us when that happens to find out, okay, so who can we be more generous with? Who can we? So to say more empathy, less competition, more collaboration, less competition, more examples that we can share this. And like you said, Connie, when you, you know, oh, I'm contributing. So that's what compassion and prosperity is. Every time you spend a dollar, who does it help, right? So where does this go? And because they had to pay the people that you're paying, pay their salaries of their employees and they have families that get fed. And if you allow your imagination to actually play it out, like where does the currency, the electricity, the, the flow of this go? I think it can really change, but we have to, we have to commit to that because I think it's hard when you're scared. Like, oh yeah, it's easy for you. You're doing well, right? That's kind of like the, the playback, but... I think that for me, I had to learn that when I had nothing. I had to learn that when I was the most afraid and I had to learn all of this when, you know, I was, I was like, okay, well, I've gotten, I've gotten, I don't even know if I can feed my dog this one week, you know, and, uh, and to realize, oh, look at all this here. And it's a lifetime thing. I think because we don't live in a society that gives us the right, <laughs> right, the right environment uh, we still uh, favor, we favor the success, the wealth, the whole thing, right? So there's, you know, whatever. I think we have to, no matter who we are, no matter how little we have. Um, for me, that actually really saved me, you know, t- to trust. And then I did see the miracles come. They were small. They were always really small, but they were just enough. They were just enough to keep me trusting that, oh, this works. And that's magic. Yeah, it is. It's magic. It changes everything. Woo Squared is a production of Universal Network Studios. A special thanks to our recording engineer, Chris Dupuy, executive producer, Connie Deletti, content editor, Julie Fink, and audio post-production by Michael Seifert and David Shaw at Suma Recording. Original theme music by Jerry Mosby. 
If you love what you are hearing and want to keep up to date on episode releases, bonus content, and prize giveaways, please visit us at itwpodcast.com. And we'd really appreciate a Wootastic review on Apple or Spotify. So please subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Thank you again so much for listening, and we hope you join us next time for another episode on Inside the Wooniverse, a podcast brought to you from the corner of Fringe and Maine. Inside the Wooniverse.